Hey guys, I want to thank you so much for being uh, first listeners to this on the podcast or if you're watching this live. I want to invite you guys as a thank you to be a guest on the show. So all you need to do is send me an email. The email is guest at investingyourselfpod.com. In the subject, say podcast series guest. And in the body, just say, hey, who you are, what your podcast is, where you're about. Send me three episodes you think I'll enjoy listening to, and then I'll reach out to you and we'll schedule a time for you to be on the show. So remember, that's guest at investinyourselfpod.com. And I look forward to listening to your podcast and then learning about you. So without further ado, let's uh, listen into the today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Investing Yourself, the podcast series with your host, the podcast mobile Phil Better, and I am today joined by a lovely Canadian, Chris Ward. How are you doing? Couldn't get better, Phil. Feel better. Here we are, ready to dive in. Yes. So, Chris, uh, we talked a bit beforehand on in our Facebook chat and in, on the Facebook group where we met, and you said you've been podcasting for two years. I have. So, how about you quickly introduce yourself what pot your podcast how you and then we can start in about how you started podcasting and that so who are who is chris Ta-da! Okay, Chris Ward. So primarily what you'll see from me online is we're about win the hour, win the day. We all we just believe passionately that your business should support your life instead of consuming it. And we believe that most entrepreneurs are trapped in this constant web of admin. And what we're all about is getting you in what we call the win formula, 60% execution, 40% admin. So you should always be moving to what is next, what is next. That's what an entrepreneur does. They get ideas to execution. So that's what you see me do and what I'm about. And very interesting that you're having me on here about my podcast, because in fact, my podcast is really just about general business, anything to get you. I'm all about big results, no fluff, no matter what I do. So mm -hmm. our podcast is anything business where I can get you moving faster, getting traction. So it could be anything from sales to social media to LinkedIn. It's really just a general business tool um, to enhance it. And so that I'm not focusing on the one thing we talk about all the time, which is really, um, just getting more and more traction in your business. So you're doing the creative element instead of the admin stuff, but it's really general business. Cool. And what, so what is the, why, like, why did you start this podcast? Like, was it, I'm not even going to start asking questions. Like, why did you start it? Yeah. So I was told repeatedly by a lot of people that I was a good guest and I should have my own show. And I thought the first 50 people, I was like, oh, they're so nice. That's so nice. <laughs> wow. You waited 50 people. I was like, after three people, I was like, I'll have 10 podcasts by the end of the month. <laughs> well, I just thought it's what you have to say. And then also, do you know what I, to not be, to, to say this confidently, but not arrogantly, then when I was listening to other shows, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm a great guest, but there are a lot of bad guests out there. <laughs> so, so then I was like, okay, I get it. And then I thought, well, what does that translate to? Really still, why should I have a show? And at that point I said, like, does the world need one more podcast? And this was two years ago. I thought, okay, the podcast sh ship has sailed. I missed it and I was wrong. So then somebody finally sort of, you know, really talked me into it. And I, I, I thought I could use it as an opportunity to meet people, a funnel into my business. And that's what I went in for. And it was a game changer. And I would also, I'm sure you'll lean into this. I would tell you that most people use podcasts incorrectly, that it's, it's not at all uh, what they thought it was going to be. So, yeah. Yeah. 
a lot of people are like, oh, this is going to be easy work. You know, mm -hmm. all I have to do is record and then it's done. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Uh, and why you're doing it. I mean, with our clients in our winner circle or my private coaching clients, what we're known for is again, getting you ideas to execution. So a lot of our clients that come to work with us, like say in the winner circle, which is a new program we have very crazy affordable. And what will happen is they'll say, oh my gosh, you know, I have all these things I want to do. And they started the podcast and it's this big time suck on their schedule or all these other things that they're busy with. And so what happens, what I'm really passionate about is you want to have things in play. We call them super toolkits to make sure that you get these repetitive tasks off your, you know, calendar. So you can go out and create a podcast and leverage these relationships and do all these things. I mean, most of my clients tell us that we get them back 25 hours a week within the first month of working with us. So, you know, be really purposeful and strategic about what your podcast is for, Otherwise, it's just another thing that you're buried under. 100%. I'm, I'm just going to stand here and smile and nod yeah. because it's so true. Like, <clears throat> I went through the process of me doing a podcast at least a dozen times by writing it out and being, okay, where can I automate? Where can I remove? Like, I play the ad before the podcast starts when I'm about to do the recording. So it's one less thing I have to edit or my editors yeah. need to edit. So it just... Yeah it's smooth as along. And I have like, I have about a dozen different openings that I play whenever it's a different podcast guest I have. Cause I like you, I use most of my podcasts as a lead gen, either yeah. having the guest on and that's the ideal client or yeah. having amazing podcasters on that lead to either them getting sales because of their products or people coming in and joining my masterminds uh, that I, I host. So yeah. Yeah. We are right. on the same page. I'm all about that because what people don't understand is here's the thing. I've often talk about the three D's damaging overhead, delayed income, diminished opportunity. And whether it's your podcast or whatever the other thing it is that you're doing, all these things that you're like just trapped in the web of a min that you don't get to. What happens is you say, well, damaging overhead, you think, okay, you know what? It's cheaper for me to do it myself. I'll just do it. at the end of a day. I'll, I'll, I'll learn that new thing or whatever. And I would say that if you could get a new client for, let's just be simple, do basic math for a hundred dollars, then you are billing your company a hundred dollars for doing that low level admin work when you should be bringing in more sales. So that's damaging overhead. Then there's delayed income. What does it cost you when you get a client in June that you could have had in January that they could have given you at least one referral, right? And then I think the most painful of them all is the diminished opportunity when someone says, oh my gosh, Phil, I wish I'd known you did that. I just hired somebody last week and yeah, we're committed. And then think of the lifetime value of that client. Mm -hmm. And so damaging overhead, delayed income, diminished opportunity, you know, a podcast is just one of the many examples where people get buried in this, you know, even if it's a mastermind or whatever, you have to be able to constantly do that. And what I call less and less steps in your super toolkit. So you can move on to the next execution. You always want to be what we call win, you know, what is next, your win team, what is next? Because whatever big ambition you have, once you get a little closer, you think, oh, I got a bigger dream. There's another mountain to climb. So yeah, it really has to be, uh, yeah, I'm, I could talk to you all day about this, Phil. I'm passionate about it all. <laughs> That's why you're here <laughs> to okay. talk to me about everything that you're passionate about, how it, mm -hmm. it helps build your podcast, how it helps build other things, but it's true. What is next? Like, that's so important. Like you start your podcast, looking at it into a podcasting lens that I'll, I'll take, you start your podcast. What's next for you? Like, 
usually you, you know you have to do your ideal listener profile who is the person you're making this show for so that they can do it and this goes for people who use it as a hobby or like us who use it for business because there's you have both sides yeah i mean when i wrote my book when they are when the day listen i thought hand to god there'd be nothing i would you know when you're a child you're like i will never ask for anything again right so yeah mm -hmm. i thought if i got that book out because you know i was like okay that's it i will never ask for anything again and that book is not out very long and then you're thinking mm, that's book one of a three-part series right and so it just you you have it you the ideas are not the issue you have the ideas it's the execution that's the issue. That is all that's separating you from that person you're looking at online with a little bit of professional jealousy. You're like, oh, how do they get, how do they do all that? They're just getting to execution faster than you. They, You are just as smart as them. But without what I call a win team or what is next team and your super toolkits and really being in that win formula of 60% execution, 40% admin, then you're just going to be constantly rotating really what I would call a very expensive job or a sufferpreneur. Ooh, I like that sufferpreneur. This 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 year has been like a a mindfulness of different words I've been learning <laughs> regarding entrepreneurship. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I do want to touch on like how did you get into the entrepreneurial space? Oh, I think I was all well, I mean, how far back do you want to go? I will tell you two <laughs> things. I think I was always an entrepreneur. I just didn't know. So when I was very young and I was babysitting, I was like so crazy serious about this. I had rebooking packages. I had, and I was 13. I had everything. Jesus. You, were, <laughs> you, you were already marketing as if you're a full-blown, like you're the babysitter's oh, club of 2035. Here I know. And if they left chips and stuff, I would never eat it because I didn't want them to cost overhead. Like I would never eat anything, right? So I was very, very un unbelievably serious about this, right? Um, but skipping ahead, then about, you know, oh my gosh, 12 plus, almost 15 years ago, I started as a marketing strategist. And then what happened is the first two years I was in business, I worked insane hours. Like, I swear I went two years without sleep. And my husband used to say, you know, you're always stealing from sleep, getting up earlier and earlier and staying later and later. And, you know, really quickly, I realized I was not the charming individual I thought I was on year <laughs> two without sleep. <laughs> and here all these people were supporting me and you're snapping at them and you're tired and you have different versions of a headache every day. And so moving the story forward, I went from really working 16 hours a day down to six. And I was shocked how much I had been working against myself. But th that didn't happen overnight. There's a whole component to that story. But let me move it forward. Luckily, that happened because... It was a couple years after that, that my husband had been diagnosed with colon cancer and I had been pulled away from the business for about two years. And when I returned after his passing, my existing clients had no idea of my absence and the business, the local business community did not know anything. It was just not how we approached it. We were very positive in nature and we had a lot, you know, I did trips with him and all kinds of stuff. And so people started to approach me and say like, under the fragility of life, how did you manage that? How could we have not known you were away? And could you get me to my kid's soccer game? Could I stop working Sundays? Could I, like, I need the freedom that, freedom. I mean, there's laws in the land to protect you from how much you work yourself, where if you were in a job, they wouldn't be able to do that, right? Yeah. So that's where I started working with them under the capacity of when the hour, when the day, and that kind of just kept going where I, I work with entrepreneurs that look good on paper, that are busy and make money. But at the end of the day, they're still working way too many hours at this point. And so, 
you know, then I wrote the book and now we have all these different options, especially the winner's circle as a, as a coaching option for you guys. And that's really, I'm here to help people have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. I love that. I love the idea that you're using your podcast to also help to build that free value. And then they see, mm-hmm. well, this is worthwhile. Let's go over. Oh, it's genius how you're using your podcast like that. I'm going to, dear mom, Phil said I was genius. I'm writing that down. Yeah. Do it. It is. It's, here's the thing. Not a lot of entrepreneurs who start a podcast use it as a lead gen because mm. no one thinks of using it. They, they, cause they're, they're going into the podcasting groups, talking to podcasters who unfortunately don't realize the power of podcasts. Yeah. Um, so they're like, no, no, you can't make money podcasting. It doesn't exist. That's, that's, you need to have 10 billion followers to have any sort of income from it. Yeah. Yeah, no, we get a lot of business out of, you know, being strategic with who we connect with, you know, the questions we ask on the application, everything. So it really has served us well. I love it. I love it. Um, so what, this was your first podcast. How many episodes have you have you done since it's been two years? It's been you- two years. We've got over 100 episodes. I don't know what we're at this week because I barely, I don't really touch any of that stuff. <laughs> you just so. do the recording and then... Yeah, and it gets all there done. <laughs> so I know we're over 100. I know we were 100 a couple weeks ago. All right. So you're... No, no, that was plus. two years. I, I know we're over 100. That's what I know. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in those 100 plus episodes, yeah. what would you say is your favorite episode that you've had so far? Oh, I don't or- know. Jeez. I don't know what would be my favorite. Or one that stands out. Well, say one that stands out because I don't want you to, if you have guests on, I don't want them to feel insulted if they hear this. But- yeah, no, no. I have no problem insulting people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just I turns a whole truth. Canadian stereotype on its head there. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I will always tell the truth. I think, you know what? One of the most memorable ones, which I don't know if it's a great one, is um, we had the gentleman on that invented the magnetic strip on the back of uh, My stripe the, cre- of a, of a on the credit card. Yeah. And he also invented MLS when you're looking for a house. And now the funny part of this was he's, he's, and he's still inventing all kinds of stuff. Like he, like, oh my gosh, he's just so beyond bright. And he's got way more than I will ever have going in my business. And he's like 92. <laughs> so, Jesus. so the funny thing is my podcast is very conversational. Like yours, Phil, back and forth, asking questions. And he started his little story and he went through how it all happened. And he started in the forties right after the war. And so I tried to jump in a couple of times to ask questions and listen, I can usually steer the ship where I want it to go. Like you can ask me anything and I can get it back to where I want it to be. Right. But son of a gun, we're 20 minutes in and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're in the (laughs) seventies. So this is a two parter. So I was like, okay, but he was so smart and so cute. And I just thought, whatever, it's a two-parter there because there was no, there was no bringing this landing, yeah, this no, plane. You, you got a 92 year old, he's on a <laughs> roll. It's but, like a wrecking ball. Right. But his story was concise and it was informative. So he didn't just ramble. He had one invention after the other. So who the hell was I to shut him up anyhow? <laughs> right. But it was funny. I was like, okay, this wasn't what I planned, but I'm in, I'm a passenger now. And he's the only one that got that liberty out of me. Usually I can deal with it. Um, but he was all kind. He is. He still. He is all Jeez. kinds of smart. So that was an interesting one. Yeah. Oh my God, that's that's amazing. No, I I love when you have a guest that does more of the work for you, because yes. when you're doing, you can have guests that just give you that like one or two word answer, oh. and you're like, yeah. <sighs> 
Yeah, right, don't make is... me ask what's next. Tell me another one. Okay, give me another tip. Oh, mother of mercy. You know what? And I'm really mindful. As you can see, like, I'm all in. Let's go. Mm. And if anything, what I do is I make sure that I don't over talk you and say, okay, fine. I, I've, I've got all my things out. He hasn't talked in a few minutes. Let him breathe. Let, let him jump in. It's his show. But, you know, when you show up, people, if you're going to be a guest, which is another great way to drive traffic to your podcast, then you better show up to play and bring your energy and and perform like a little monkey and really make it, make it interesting for the audience and for the and for the host. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. I love it. And here's oh my, my pet peeve since you didn't ask Phil Whoa. is you have to be really careful. This idea of a podcast swap it doesn't always work both ways. So if I interview somebody on my show or I'm on their show and then afterwards I say, "You know what?" I really had a great time with you. And I know you talk about this and maybe I'd like to have you on my show. But if somebody says to me, Hey, Chris, let's do a podcast swap. You know, I will always be honest with them and I'll tell them really nicely. Listen, you're all about mindset and that's great. And I'm all into that. But on my audience, they just the consumption rate dives. They want tangible, solid takeaways. So it's not mm -hmm. a great fit. But I will tell you when I reply with it, I have had people that wanted to do that. And I, and I said, look, you're just not a great fit for my show. I've tried to make things fit like that before where I was invested in you or I cared or I had my reasons and I saw the consumption rate die. So I just have to, I can't do it. And it, because I worded it so friendly and let them know, like, I'm interested in what you do, but it's just not a good fit for my audience. They still wanted to be on my show and they turned out to be a client. So if you let them know, but don't just jump up and say, let's do a swap because it, nobody says it's a good fit. Right. And that just, that just creates all kinds of overcommitment and problems. Oh yeah. No, no. You need to be, when you're doing an interview based show, luckily for me with podcasting, it's like, I have a, a blue ocean. Like I just bring podcasters on and learn from them. But for my digital entrepreneur podcast, it's a very specific set of entrepreneurs that I want. I want the ones who work in the digital world who have mm -hmm. built it, like who are like, just past the beginning stages as well as some who have gone further along so that so that the person five years ago who I was has yeah. this access to this thing and go wow I can actually make a living online look listen to these 200 plus episodes of people being interviewed so yeah, yeah no you have to be very careful with bringing the guests on yes. make sure that they fit the, the with your ideal profile the listener yeah. profile that you have um so we are coming up to the end and I I, I do want have two questions sure i will try and bat out really quickly first is maybe a tip for people to help kind of like streamline their podcast oh how do i make this short okay i'm all Ooh. about streamlining so back to that whole 60 40 thing yeah. you should be in 60 percent execution mode and so too should your team because whatever my next mountain is that i want to climb my team needs room on their lap to do that so I'm all about doing that. So, you know, there's obviously the batch work and there's all that other stuff, but really just know you shouldn't be doing repetitive work and nor should your team. Like quick example, somebody on my team came to me and said, oh my gosh, we were all like, okay, we're almost up to 200 iTunes, five-star reviews. Great. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Right. Put it up on Facebook, wah, 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 do that thing, put stuff out there. And then someone on my team came to me and said, Hey, do you know that? Well, I found this website and here it was, and I'll give it to you, Phil. And they were like, we had over 955 star reviews we knew nothing about. And once I read them, they're like, these are people I know. Oh my gosh. And they were from different places that we Heardable. didn't know could leave reviews. Right. 
And so then we're like, that's because my team had time to go find that. Now I brought this to the podcast community. It wasn't just me that didn't know. Everyone's like, oh, you're the best, Chris, all this other stuff, right? So really having room and breath in your calendar to move on to the next ambition. And that can be a variety of ways you can do that. But just doing the same stuff, pounding out repetitive work, that's the last thing you want. Yeah. That, that, that is why you write out your steps and you see where's the repetitiveness, where can you automate? Jesus, I'm getting little things here. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, automating your process, finding out where you can streamline and remove steps that aren't necessary is so important. Now we're going to come to the biggest question I have for you. What is one podcast that you can't stop listening to? Oh, <laughs> you know what? Um, let's see. I tell you, it's really funny. You're not, you're going to be surprised at the answer. Oh, I'll tell you one. Um, uh, As she's looking at her iPhone or her phone to yeah, figure out. Yeah, they just totally forgot it. Hold on. Um, oh my heavens, I haven't done this in a while. Uh, Under the Influence is spectacular. Under the Influence. So what it is, it's all about business and brand stories. And he does it like old style radio where there's sound mm-hmm. effects. Like it sounds like a movie he's produced. And he tells fascinating things about the history of anything in business. Like, like Lysol was a body cleaner when it started. And yes, it stung. <laughs> so, I, I'm not surprised that it stung. Yeah, no. yeah. So he's got really interesting facts about all kinds of business and there's all kinds of themes. And then the other one right now, you'd be shocked to find out is I am up to my eyeballs deep in Formula One. I watched the Netflix thing because anything done well, I think comes mm-hmm. down to business. So I was fascinated that if they could take these cars and machines and computers all around the world weekend to weekend. And one thing led to another. Now, haven't helped me. I'm watching the races. If anyone told me that this would happen, I'd say, you don't know me. So that's another podcast that I have. You know what? It's like cocktails. I have different podcasts depending on what I'm doing. I have a podcast when I'm driving. You know, there's one for everything. So I've got about 10 different flavors depending on what I'm doing. I'm definitely going to be checking under the influence. Um, The F1 one, uh, I'm not there yet. I'm playing the video games. I'm like, I'm tippy-toeing. I'm doing the man way. I'm playing the video games first before I go watch it. Uh, But no, under the influence, I love learning about the history of business and different things because you can take that and it stays in your brain. And then you're like, wait, because when it comes to podcasting, it's like, oh, how can I turn that idea into a podcast or how can I use that for a podcast? Now, the one about the F1, that's when I have to discipline myself so that I am not thinking about work because I, yeah. I just get like pull over, make another note. And yeah. another one that's a branch of this very similar is Thrilling Tales of Modern Capitalism. That's kind of pretty cool. So that's a thing where they even did an interesting one like on the pandemic, how Domino's Pizza, how they survived the pandemic. And here's a trivia thing like I learned from them. They had small, medium, and large pizzas medium was their most popular by a long shot. They took out the medium and just made small and large and up their sales. People went to large because small was too small. So it's really interesting trivia like that. So those are my, uh, my ones I can never give up as far as the business ones go. I, I love it. And I've just gotten two new podcasts that I'm yeah. be listening to. Um, Chris, I'm going to jump off the screen. I'm going to let you tell my audience where they can find you, how they can connect with you for your podcast or even your business if they're interested in the winner's circle and that sure. and where they can find your book. Because uh, Is it on Amazon? Be- oh, of course you know, it is. Yeah. Here, I'm going to let you do it while I go buy your book. Okay. 
Hey everyone, Chris Ward here, Win the Hour, Win the Day. You can check out our winner's circle and anything else you'd like to grab from us. We put some really great goodies in free gift, G-I-F-T from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. That's free gift from Chris.com. There's something really special that we still charge for that we just put in there. So you definitely want to check it out. Free gift from Chris.com. Excellent. Chris, I want to thank you so much for being a guest. You were, I, I love talking with podcasters who are just as excited about being podcast and business entrepreneurs. So I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show and sharing your knowledge. Well, thank you for trusting me with your audience. I don't take that lightly. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, audience, of course, all the links to connect with Chris will be in the show notes down below. Please do jump over, get her book, go to the free gift website because it's a free gift for you and you know you're going to be able to use it. And remember always to invest in yourself and I will see you on the next episode. Hey everybody. I want to thank you so, so much for watching the show and listening to the podcast. Uh, as a thank you, remember you can always head over to my website, feelbetterinc.com and get free 15 minutes with me to talk about how you can grow your podcast, how to monetize your podcast, or even how to start your podcast. I have helped lots of people and I want to help you do the same for your business or just for your personal brand. So again, that is feelbetterinc.com. Head over there, book your free 15 minutes, and it'll be a pleasure to help you out. Have a good night and remember to invest in your